Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's gospel comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, connections. Our lives seem to be all about connections. If you're going to build a house, there's certain things that you need to have connected in order for it to function properly. Things you might otherwise take for granted if you're buying an older home. Can you think of some of those things? Our homes need utilities. Water, gas, electric. Have you ever been home when the utilities are out? I imagine most of us at some point in our life have experienced a power outage. Take them all away. And really, nothing can happen without them. And in order to have them, you have to be connected. There was a time long before any teenager sitting here today would remember when our phones would take us only as far as the cord would go. That may have meant having to stand next to the phone box attached to the wall. Now they are as small as a deck of cards and they travel with us everywhere. Why? Because we want to be connected. We want our phone with us. We're the ones who take it along. It doesn't come on its own. You know this if you've ever forgotten your phone at home or somewhere else. And the phone has to be connected to the network in order to function. Connection is essential. If you travel by airplane, you need to make your connection. If not, you won't be going where you thought you were, or at least not when you thought you were. In the gospel today, we're going to see the connection we have in and through Christ. Let me take you back to some earlier verses in chapter 1. John the Baptist saw Jesus and said these famous words, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This was after John had baptized Jesus in the Jordan River, had heard the Father's voice and saw the Holy Spirit descend on Jesus. Two of John's disciples heard this. Andrew and John, not the Baptist, but the one writing our gospel. Jesus invites them to come and follow him and see who he is. They do. Andrew then went and found his brother, Peter, and brought him to see Jesus. The next day, Jesus goes on into Galilee. Now he meets Philip and invites Philip to follow him. Philip lived in Bethsaida, the same town where Andrew and Peter lived. Philip runs to find his brother Nathanael. He tells him, We have found the Messiah prophesied in the scripture. It's Jesus of Nazareth. Nathanael says, That can't be. Nothing good ever comes from Nazareth. Philip tells him, Come and see. So he does. Jesus sees Nathanael as he was coming to him. He says, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Now this was something as Nathanael had not met Jesus yet, nor had Jesus seen Nathanael. How do you know? Before Philip got you, I saw you under the fig tree. Now Nathanael believes. He exclaims, You are the Son of God and King of Israel. Jesus replies, Is it only because I said I saw you that you now believe in me? 
And Jesus then tells Nathanael that he will see greater things because he will see heaven opened and angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Now, you might think to yourself, well, what's so great about that? Why is that a greater thing that Nathanael will see? Or you might even say to yourself, well, that sounds really interesting, almost like I've heard it before. You have, sort of. In the Old, in one of the Old Testament readings, we heard the story of what we call Jacob's Ladder. You might remember Jacob. He was the son of Isaac, the grandson of Abraham. Jacob will eventually have his name changed to Israel, and he will have 12 sons, which would then become what we know as the 12 tribes of Israel. Jacob had a twin brother, Esau, who was born first. Yet Jacob tricked Esau into selling him his birthright for a pot of stew. Years later, Jacob then tricked his father Isaac, who was blind at the time, by putting on Esau's clothes and goatskin on his arms because Esau was hairy. Isaac feels the hairy skin, smells the clothes, and so Jacob tricked his father into giving him Esau's blessing. Of course, when Esau finds out what happened, he wants to kill Jacob. So Jacob runs away, and he finds himself out in the country, out at night under the stars. And he laid on the ground to sleep, putting his head on a rock, for a pillow. And what did Jacob see in a dream? He saw a ladder, a staircase that went from earth to heaven. And on the stairway to heaven, there were angels ascending and descending. And then God speaks to Jacob and says that he would bless him and give him the land, even as God had promised to Abraham, and that his family would spread all over the land. And finally, that all the families of the earth would be blessed through his offspring. Jacob saw a stairway to heaven with angels on it going up and down. And what will Nathaniel see? He will see angels going up and down, but not on a stairway, a ladder, on Jesus, the Son of Man. Jesus is the highway uniting earth and heaven. He is the connection. Angels are the messengers of God. Jacob sees them coming and going. Nathaniel will see them coming and going too. In times past, God sent his words by his messengers, by prophets, and by angels. A month ago, we heard about the good news of great joy the angels brought to the shepherds about Christ being born in Bethlehem that many prophets had foretold about. In a couple months, we're going to hear the angels tell the women at the tomb of Jesus that he is not dead and buried in the grave, that he is risen from the dead, just as he said, because he is the Son of God. And now in our days today, God sends his message through Jesus, his Son. Christ brings the word of God. Christ is the Son of God. Christ is God. And Christ is the word. And that's exactly how John's gospel begins. You see, it's all about Christ. It's always about Christ. If we go back to Jacob's Ladder, it might remind you about the song you may have learned at some point in your life. Anyone remember it? You may have even thought, what a great day to sing that song because we heard that reading in church. The problem is, the song is wrong. It has... The directions mixed up. It says, We are climbing Jacob's ladder. 
And another verse talks about going higher, higher. But it's not we who are climbing the ladder. It's the angels. And more importantly, it's not us who need to climb our way up and ascend to God. No, God has descended. He has come down from heaven to earth. He has come to us in Christ. In our other Old Testament reading today, it was not Samuel who called out to God, but God who called to Samuel. And in the gospel, though outwardly it looked like Nathaniel was coming to Christ, it was Christ who first saw Nathaniel. God connected himself to young Samuel. Christ connected himself to skeptical Nathaniel. God connected himself to the deceiver Jacob. Apart from the connection God made with them, what do these three have in common? None of them were worthy of deserving that connection because all of them were sinners. And what they deserved for their sin was disconnection, separation from God, not for God to draw them to himself. That's the same for us too. We are all sinners. As Paul tells us in Romans, we all fall short. We don't deserve to step on the ladder, the path that leads to heaven. We're not on the stairway to heaven. We're on the highway to hell because that's what we deserve for our sin. It's death, as Paul goes on to write. It's eternal punishment and death. It's being disconnected from God for all eternity. Our cell phones, without a connection, are dead. Without a connection to God in Christ, we are dead. If you miss your connection at the airport, you end up in a different place and not where you intended to go. Without a connection to God in Christ, we end up where God does not want us to go. That's why Jesus came. He is that offspring of Jacob by whom all families of the earth would be blessed. Jesus connected us, you and me, to himself, to the kingdom of heaven. He gave us his life on the cross to take the punishment for our sins, to take the death that we all deserve. He died so that we would never have to be disconnected from God. He died to restore that connection to God. He came to undo what sin has done. And his resurrection from the dead proved that he has restored that connection to mankind with God. That he is the path that connects earth to heaven. That he alone is the way, the truth, and the life. In Christ, through his death and resurrection, the word has come down to us and we have been connected to God through the power of the Holy Spirit who creates faith in us to believe these words. The word and Christ have come down to us in the Bible. The word and Christ have come down to us in the waters of baptism. And the word and Christ have come down to us in his supper, with his body and blood in the bread of heaven and the cup of salvation, once again given to us for the forgiveness of our sins, for the strengthening of our faith, and for our salvation. And to all who believe, the kingdom of heaven is opened up, because that gift of God is eternal life. Jesus is the highway uniting earth and heaven. He is the connection. He is the only connection. Christ came to connect you to himself. 
Just like he invited the first disciples and just like the angel invited the women, in case you missed that little connection. Come and see. Come and see Christ reveal himself to you in his word. Come and see him in baptism as he clothes you with his perfection. Come and see him in his supper as he pours out his body and blood for you. Come and see how Christ has already connected you to himself and not just until the end of the service or for the rest of today, but for now and always. Amen. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.